How's everybody doing? Today is Monday, October the 25th, 2021. It's 4.42 p.m. on the West Coast in the California desert where we had a little rain today. Well, we are going to listen to Skywatch TV. Derek and Sharon Gilbert have their show, but today it looks like Derek Gilbert's presentation following the science, a new study by a Harvard researcher found that, quote, at the country level, there appears to be no discernible relationship between the percentage of population fully vaccinated and new COVID-19 cases, end quote. Skywatch TV was banned by YouTube. Please follow Skywatch TV on Rumble. WW Dumble. Sorry. <laughs> www.rumble.com forward slash Skywatch TV. Rumble is spelled R U M like Mary, B like boy, L E Rumble. NIH reveals that Dr. Fauci didn't exactly tell the truth about funding gain-of-function research in Wuhan. State Department takes time to school Americans on International Pronouns Day. Georgia High School has students imagine solving world hunger by eating babies. Porn addicted children in India kill six year old girl. And finally, Senator Ted Cruz trolls Democrats like a boss. Alrighty, let's hear Derek Gilbert. Five in ten from Skywatch TV for Monday, October twenty fifth, twenty twenty one. I'm Derek Gilbert. You'll find us on Rumble. All of our new video programs on Rumble. Daily updates, the weekly program, and the new shows from Skywatch TV. But uh, you get all of that plus bonus content for free with our free mobile app. We'll talk about that before the end of the program. Topic number five today: the science. Yes, the science. We are all about the science here at Skywatch TV. And following the science, what is the science? You might ask. 
Well, a new paper has found that, and this is peer-reviewed, by the way, published in the peer-reviewed journal in Europe and also at the uh, website of the National Institutes of Health here in the United States. Lead author uh, S.V. Subramanian with the Harvard Center for Population and Development Studies. He has found that, and I quote now, at the country level, there appears to be no discernible relationship between percentage of population fully vaccinated and new COVID-19 cases in the last seven days, end quote. Hear that again. No correlation, no discernible relationship between the percentage of population fully vaccinated and new COVID-19 cases in the last seven days. He points out that notably Israel, with over 60% of the population fully vaccinated, had the highest COVID-19 cases per million people over the last seven days. I'm quoting now right from the study, the lack of a meaningful association between percentage population fully vaccinated and new COVID-19 cases is further exemplified, for instance, by comparison of Iceland and Portugal. Both countries have over 75% of their population fully vaccinated and have more COVID-19 cases per 1 million people than countries such as South Vietnam, or such as Vietnam, rather, and South Africa that have around 10% of their population fully vaccinated. In fact, he concludes, the trend line, that's this here, the trend line suggests a marginally positive association with, uh, such that countries with higher percentage of population fully vaccinated have higher COVID-19 cases per 1 million people. Now, please understand, I'm not saying don't get vaccinated. What I'm saying is follow the science. If you're in a high-risk group, if you're a senior, especially if you have underlying health issues, the risk-reward analysis probably tilts toward going ahead and taking the vaccine. My 84-year-old mother is fully vaccinated, and she'll probably take the booster shot, and I'm okay with that. But anyone, what I'm saying is this, anyone who tells you that the ongoing spread of COVID-19, which is not a disease to be trifled with, we have lost four friends here now in the last 18 months, three within the last two weeks. But anyone who tells you that this is a pandemic of the unvaccinated is either, I'll be charitable here, uninformed, or is lying for their own personal benefit. I will repeat, no discernible relationship between percentage of population fully vaccinated and new COVID-19 cases over the last seven days. Now, to that end, uh, as we continue here, Richard Ebright, professor of chemistry and chemical biology at Rutgers University, has tweeted out a link to a letter written from the Department of Health and Human Services to the chairman of the House Committee on Oversight and Reform, the United States Congress. The NIH asserts that the uh, coronaviruses that were being studied at the Wuhan Institute of Virology were different than COVID-19. And since there was no indication at that time that uh, coronaviruses in bats could affect humans, oh, hindsight is so 2020, uh, they went ahead and approved a grant to a private group, EcoHealth Alliance, that was leading the study in Wuhan. Reading between the lines, this means Dr. Anthony Fauci lied to Congress when he said that the NIH did not fund gain-of-function research at the Wuhan Institute of Virology. He knowingly lied. Now, instead, the NIH is throwing EcoHealth Alliance under the bus, saying that EcoHealth failed to comply with the terms of the grant, but the, the bottom line here is this, and this should be big news. The National Institutes of Health just confirmed that Fauci lied. Topic number four, we aren't serious. I mean, we, the United States, as a nation, we are, we're not a serious country anymore.
That's the only conclusion you can draw. China is testing a hypersonic orbital nuclear delivery system against which we have no defenses. We're faced with other foreign policy challenges all around the globe, and yet the United States Department of State, responsible for addressing such challenges and concerns, took time out last Wednesday to officially recognize International Pronouns Day. International Pronouns Day. Explaining why some people choose not to use he or she, but are looking at other things like jeer, mem, whatever. Look, <laughs> if people can use whatever pronouns they choose. That, that's okay, fine. But our State Department has other issues, other things on their plate to worry about than this. Americans still trapped in Afghanistan again. China testing a hypersonic nuclear device making threats toward Taiwan. And our State Department is educating you on proper pronoun use. She laughs. By which I mean XI, President Xi. Topic number three, eating babies. In case there wasn't enough evidence already that our public school system in America has completely lost the plot, students in Georgia were instructed to consider eating babies as a way of solving world hunger. This is part of a, an English lesson, allegedly satire. Students were at Richmond Hill High School were, were tasked with finding ways of solving world hunger by raising and eating babies. And I'm quoting from the lesson now, quote, since the child has passed, we don't need to take up any more land for cemeteries, so we slap the babies on the grill and cook their flesh and make delicious hamburgers. For mass production, we would encourage the U.S. government to create a business negotiation with China about trying to reduce their population by donating children to our government. We also take children from all organizations, including foster care, end quote. This isn't funny. This, it goes on in this lesson. Again, they're trying to pass it off as satire goes on to discuss the creation of a Dahmer mini-camp. This is a reference to Milwaukee serial killer Jeffrey Dahmer, who had a, uh, shall we say, taste for African-American men. It, just to get an idea how this is actually programming children under the, the, the guise of being satire, guess which demographic would be targeted for the baby burgers as, as a source for this, uh, this new source of protein quote low income poverty areas and countries end quote uh, and not coincidentally i think these are the areas that uh, planned parenthood has been accused of catering to in the past uh, topic number two <clears throat> i don't even know how to title this one this is demonic a, an incident in the indian state of assam last week three boys between the ages of eight and eleven allegedly murdered a six-year-old neighbor girl after she refused to watch porn and then try to recreate what they'd been watching on a mobile phone. This happened last Tuesday. Mother and father of the 11-year-old boy accused of being the ringleader of this. They've also been arrested. The child's parents apparently gave the boy a smartphone so he could attend online classes. Um, they're not smartphone savvy, apparently not aware that you can basically access the absolute worst that human civilization has to offer with any device that has an internet connection. According to police, the boys were playing with the girl when they thought of reenacting scenes that they'd been watching on this smartphone. They tried to touch the girl when she 
resisted, they bashed her over the head with a stone. She began to cry, threatened to tell her parents. They hit her again with a bigger stone in the chest, killed her, left her body in a portable toilet. This is demonic, literally demonic. And a reminder, mom, dad, grandma, grandpa, know what's on your child's phone. Broader, big, bigger picture, know who and what is influencing your children. Coming up, Ted Cruz trolls the Democrats. I'll explain next on 5 and 10. Now, what's interesting is that's the first time I know that the government has admitted that the phenomenon commonly known as UFO is real. It's not a figment of people's imaginations, and in most cases, it's not swamp gas or some of the other kind of stuff that Project Blue Book and the Condon Report years ago did, which has always been thought of as a kind of cover-up for the UFO phenomenon. Skywatch TV's Defender Conference Countdown, featuring the world premiere of the new documentary, The Great Delusion, at DefenderConference.com. Call now and take advantage of Skywatch TV's most groundbreaking deal of the year with the rediscovery of the ancient prophecies from a mysterious group of prophets and scribes hundreds of years before Christ. Your understanding of end times prophecy and the final age of man is about to be forever changed. In Josh Peck's new book, The Lost Prophecies of Qumran, the veil is lifted as you discover how much of what you've been taught about Israel in the first century is incomplete. Shockingly, there were Jewish believers who knew exactly what to expect from the coming Messiah, that he would be God in the flesh, would die for our sins, and even the date of his first arrival. In Josh Peck's new book, The Lost Prophecies of Qumran, you will discover lost prophecies only recently discovered in the Dead Sea Scrolls about the time we are now living in. How the enigmatic group known as the Essenes formed and what influence they had on the New Testament. What hidden feasts and festivals the Essenes celebrated. And what messages the group left behind for believers living in the present age. How the prophecies of Daniel and Revelation fit within the Essene timetable. And how an ancient Jewish calendar actually predicts the prophetic significance of the year 2025. But that's not all. For the first time ever, you'll also receive Dr. Ken Johnson's massive three-book collection entitled The Ancient Mysteries of the Essenes, where Dr. Johnson compiles three of his most groundbreaking research studies on the Dead Sea Scrolls into one massive collection. In Book 1, The Ancient Dead Sea Scrolls Calendar and the Prophecies It Reveals, you will discover the secrets of the mysterious 364-day calendar used by the ancients since the time of creation and how it has been hidden until now for the appointed time. In Book 2, Ancient Testimonies of the Patriarchs, autobiographies from the Dead Sea Scrolls, you will hear the previously hidden prophetic texts of such patriarchs as Enos, grandson of Adam, Lamech, father of Noah, Amram, father of Moses and Aaron, and even Enoch from the Book of Enoch fame. And in the most shocking revelation yet, Book 3, The Ancient Order of Melchizedek, you will learn astonishing facts about the enigmatic priest Melchizedek, such as why his priesthood was and is different from that of Levi, why the Messiah was ordained after the Order of Melchizedek, and how the facts surrounding this mysterious order dramatically affect the theology and practical applications of our Christian walk today. This collection is an absolute necessity 
for any researcher's library. And for those who want to fully step into the minds of the ancients and see the Dead Sea Scrolls like they never have before. Now you can get this incredible collection for your donation of only $35 plus shipping and handling. So don't miss out on Skywatch TV's most groundbreaking deal of the year. The Lost Prophecies and Ancient Mysteries Collection. Available now at SkywatchTVStore.com. Order now. Or call 1-844-750-4985. Item number one today, Cruz flips the script. Ted Cruz, senator from Texas, has introduced the Stop the Surge Act, which would create 13 new ports of entry across the United States. Ports of entry for illegal migrants who cross the southern border as a way of alleviating the uh, issues that Border Patrol and the state of Texas are dealing with. These new ports of entry would all be in Democrat-led cities, which support the open borders policies of the Biden administration. <laughs> Senator Cruz is asking Democrats to put their uh, their money and their communities where their, their mouths are. If they favor open borders, then surely they will welcome the flood of new immigrants into their communities. This Stop the Surge Act, or Stop the Surge of Unsafe Rio Grande Encampments Act, would relocate illegal migrants from South Texas to newly established ports of entry for processing under the Immigration and Naturalization Act and Public Health Service Act. This would include Block Island, Rhode Island, Greenwich, Connecticut, Martha's Vineyard, Massachusetts, where former President Obama and his wife have a $14 million mansion, Cambridge, Massachusetts, home of Harvard, uh, Governor's Island, New York, Railboat Beach, Delaware, close to President Biden's domicile, Nantucket, Massachusetts, Newport, Rhode Island, et cetera, et cetera. You get the picture here. Um, will Democrats support this legislation? No, of course they won't, and that's the whole point. Senator Cruz, well played, sir, well played. Skywatch TV's virtual conference countdown, the Defender Conference, is online through January 15th. You can binge watch more than two dozen cutting-edge presentations on your schedule. Watch them in any order you like, as often as you like. And this includes the world premiere of the new UFO disclosure documentary, The Great Delusion, featuring Chuck Missler, Russ Dizdar, Chris Putnam, Noah Hutchings, L.A. Marzulli, Timothy Alberino, Tom Horn, and more. I'm honored to play a small role in that film as well, but the bottom line is the information is important. It shows clearly that this is a spiritual event, a spiritual phenomenon, not one that requires the uh, expertise of astrophysicists. Uh, in addition, the speakers list is a who's who of uh, experts on the supernatural realm, including those with specific expertise dealing with the so-called alien abduction phenomenon, like Joe Jordan co-founder and president of CE4 Research Group. His presentation alone is worth your attention because it addresses specifically what's going on with this phenomenon. And as we approach the Halloween, Halloween later this week, arguably the most popular holiday in America today, seriously, uh, you definitely want to take advantage of Dr. Judd Burton's presentation on vampires and the uh, supernatural truths behind those uh, fictional characters, but they're not as fictional as you might think. Find out more. You get a complete list of the speakers and a lineup um, and, and a place to register, of course, online at DefenderConference.com, DefenderConference.com. 
We're planning to get back to Israel. One of these days it will happen. Right now the schedule has us going in March of next year. Of course, we're watching the situation with travel and the Israeli Ministry of Tourism very closely. Uh, Aaron Lipkin on the ground there will keep us apprised of the situation. But the schedule has us there March 20th through April 4th. Sharon and me, along with uh, Ali Henson and Donna Howell, our colleagues from Skywatch TV, and our good friend Messianic Rabbi Zev Porat, who will be in town here in the Ozarks this week to film some new programs with Pastor Carl Gallops. Um, we're looking forward to this because it's a unique tour that goes uh, north to south across uh, across the Holy Land and the extension over to Jordan is well worth it because from there we will show you the plains of uh, Moab where Moses and the Israelites camped before crossing to Jericho and explain why that was so historically supernaturally important and prophetically significant it's connected to the war of Gog and Magog and of course Petra is a bucket list item it is absolutely stunning but also more supernaturally and prophetically important than we've been taught. We will teach and preach all around, all along the way. You can find out more online at skywatchinisrael.com, skywatchinisrael.com, and just a quick tease, we're looking at the possibility of a tour to Turkey and the Churches of Revelation next year as well, just between us. This week on Skywatch TV, we talk about the new programs from Skywatch TV, Simply His, a women's show like no other, our health program featuring Sharice Parton called Return to Eden and the Bible's Greatest Mysteries. This week, talking with Timothy Alberino uh, as we discuss his new book, Birthright. Don't miss those programs, but don't miss the show about those new programs. That's this week. This week's broadcast program from Skywatch TV. Our broadcast schedule is online, skywatchtv.com slash channels. But you can throw out the schedule, create your own schedule, just by adding the Skywatch TV app to Roku or Apple TV. Add the channel to your set-top box, and we will be there whenever you click the remote. But better yet, add our mobile app to your smartphone or tablet, because not only do you get all of the, the programs, including these daily news updates, you get uh, news the mainstream media wants you to miss including free excerpts from Defender Publishing Books. Tom Horn has nearly released about 50, 50 excerpts from Zeitgeist 2025, his new blockbuster. Can't get that with the, uh, the Roku or Apple TV app, but on your smartphone or tablet you can, and if you've got a relatively new smart TV, you can cast the video from the smartphone app to your television with no cables required. As long as you've got it internet-connected, smart TV, um, most are now compatible with... Google's Chromecast or Apple's AirPlay. It's a very easy thing to do, and uh, suddenly what's on your phone screen? On your TV. So easy way to watch Skywatch TV and bypass the gatekeepers of big tech and social media. Uh, <laughs> this uh, mobile app works for iOS and Android devices, Amazon Kindle Fire tablets as well. We have links to their app stores so you can get the uh, app with no trouble. You'll find the link in the top menu bar at skywatchtv.com. Thank you for watching as we keep watch. I'm Derek Gilbert, and this is 5 in 10 from Skywatch TV. How's everybody doing? We're going to listen to another, another one of the Skywatch TV programs and we were listening to Derek Gilbert in the last segment and sorry about all the background noise there's home improvement home repairs going on and cooking 
and meals and munching and chewing all at the same time that we're podcasting. So forgive us for having a life, but um, life is better with you all in it. And I, for one, am not willing to use any excuse for not bringing you information and inspiration. So again, sorry about all the chewing and the noise, the home improvements and the home repairs. This will be going on for some time, fixing things that are overdue for repairs have to be done before it's too costly to repair it and you have to pay a a high price to get it done correctly so there will be noise on this podcast in the background from time to time and um I don't know, I got so distracted with the home repairs and uh, some other things beyond my control. (laughs) But I'm, again, I'm dedicated to our information and education. And so that's why you may hear me cooking and chewing and repairing the walls and everything else in the background. (laughs) Okay. You guys take good care of yourself. There's many here to choose from on the Skywatch TV app. We just heard Derek Gilbert following the science. Five and ten was the name of that show. The next one, Unraveling Revelation, digs into the Inferno console. Watch it now at the Skywatch TV app going to listen to Unraveling Revelation, R-E-V-E-L-A-T-I-O-N, the last book in the Bible, but that's the name of this uh, program, Unraveling Revelation, the Inferno Council. Enjoy. Oh, the note says, Modern Christians have been taught that the supernatural enemy of God is just, quote, the devil, close quote, and many of us don't 
believe he's real. This week, we discuss four of the major figures leading the forces opposed to God. Satan, the storm god Jupiter slash Zeus slash Baal, Apollyon, Saturn slash Kronos slash L. Leviathan, the Antichrist, and Mystery Babylon, Ishtar slash Inanna. Join us in Israel for details on the Skywatch TV Israel tour. New dates. March 20th through April 4th, 2022. Visit www.skywatchinisrael.com Enjoy. It's baffled scholars for two millennia. It is a puzzle made of multi-dimensional elements. An enigma with roots that reach back to the dawning of time, perhaps before. Daniel explained part of it. Ezekiel and Isaiah had glimpses into it. John saw it all for the time of the end. That time is now. Join Derek and Sharon Gilbert on a journey that spans the course of history. From Eden to Mount Hermon. From Hermon to Babel, from Babel to Rome, from Rome to the cross, and from there to us. Biblical prophecy is coming true before your eyes, and to understand it, you must discern the times both then and now. It's time to unravel the threads of this all-encompassing prophetic paradox. It's time to unravel Revelation. Welcome to Unraveling Revelation from Skywatch TV. I'm Derek Gilbert. I am Sharon Gilbert, and welcome to us trying to figure things out on, you know, as we go along. If you've been watching Unraveling Revelation for the last couple of years, you have seen us transition from one supposition to possibly we, this could be changed, and then because we are learning as we go, and the, the truth is that Derek and I. We try very hard not to be dogmatic. There are a few things that I am dogmatic oh, about. Oh, sure. Virgin birth, resurrection, coming again, things like that. Christ's sinless life. Yes, yeah, yeah fully God, fully man, right. things like that. Right. But there are other things that we don't have enough data. And so as a scientist, I can only take the data I'm given and try to make sense of it. Mm -hmm. But... As I learn more about how to interpret data and what a particular data point really means in context, I often will find myself maturing mm -hmm. in mm -hmm. my, uh, my deductions. Yeah, and uh, I joked last week that uh, we, we received a, a note, a comment on one of our recent programs, that, uh, uh, on one of our earlier mm -hmm. shows, 
I had made the statement that uh, the, the rebel described in Isaiah chapter 14, that's the famous, how thou art fallen, or how art thou fallen from heaven, O Lucifer, son and of the And all of the I wills. And all of the I wills, that that definitely referred to the entity in the garden, the Nakash, the serpent, the, uh, uh, and that was the uh, guardian cherub who covered in Ezekiel 28. That those yes. were, well, that, that is the standard understanding, the standard uh, interpretation of those chapters. Now, Isaiah 14 and Ezekiel 28, definitely parallel chapters, in all likelihood referring to the same rebel who was definitely in the garden, mm -hmm. because Ezekiel 28 says you were in the garden, of, on the mountain of God, in the garden of God. But when you start digging into the scripture, you realize, wait a minute, it doesn't specifically say that in Isaiah 14 or Ezekiel 28, that that was the entity who tempted Adam and Eve. And then you've got the apparent conflict, which we discussed last week, between was he a serpent or was he a cherub? Mm -hmm. And, okay, there are answers to those questions. It, it gets somewhat speculative here, but um, we, we, we will get to some uh, things that we can know for sure about Satan. We're not saying that your Bible is, is there to confuse you. No, not at all. But we are commanded to discern the spirits, right. which means that we can know certain things. Right. And the other thing is... Uh, that I think is important is that we understand that it's that, that the enemy that we face, the supernatural enemy that we face, is not just the devil. There is more than just one entity and a bunch of little demonic minions. It's a pantheon. It is a pantheon. The heavenly host that God created and placed over the nations, Deuteronomy 4, verses 19 and 20, things that he allotted to the nations, uh, there are a lot of them. Mm -hmm. And they don't like us very much, uh, probably because of the... Uh, the, the comment that uh, Paul made in his letter to the church at Corinth, 1 Corinthians 6, mm -hmm. 1 Corinthians 6, do you not know we will judge the angels? Yes. So um, I, I think that they, there are some who resent that, as in the parable of the uh, prodigal son, the elder brother, who oh. resents that the father is, is, is joyous and is celebrating the return of this son who's blown his inheritance. Absolutely. I also think that... They not only hate us, they're trying to hide. Hide their abilities, right. hide their activities, hide who they are. Mm -hmm. So we don't recognize them. If right. you ha can't, do not know your enemy, you cannot fight against him. There's a, there's a different worldview in the ancient world, and we see it in some parts of the world today, where they understand the world is populated with many supernatural entities. Mm -hmm. And in the ancient world, the goal was to align yourself with the one who would give you or your tribe or your clan the most power, the most wealth, whatever, success in battle. Whereas today, with the uh, spread of Christianity to become a truly global faith, most of us in the church have been taught that there is only one God and all of these other gods are false. Okay, well, Satan is real. That's maybe a 60-40 split on well, whether we believe that or not. Well, there's the Father who is the creator. Mm -hmm. He created a lot of entities. Right. And I don't like thinking of a whole bunch of, you know, like this is a big pantheon, just like in the Marvel right. movies right. or whatever. But the fact is there are small G gods. Correct. And God the calls, them, calls them gods. Yeah. And, because, and here's the thing. But, the term Elohim is a really important one to get a handle around because that's what it's called in the original language. Mm -hmm. So I have called you sons of God. Mm -hmm. B'nai Ha'elohim. Right. But even the spirit of Samuel, when he was summoned by the uh, 
the medium of Endor was called an Elohim. Because he's now a spirit. He's he a no longer of that realm. Exactly. Yeah. It's like saying I'm, you know, I don't know, uh, a Hoosier, because yeah. I grew up in, and from in Indiana. But the point is that in the ancient world, they understood there were many gods out there, small g gods, one capital G god, Yahweh, and the Israelites were privileged, blessed, and that God called them out and reserved them for himself. But yet they were still tempted to fall away and go to these, well, maybe this one is you know, going to bless me more. In the modern world, we've got the idea that there's only one, and I think the spirits play on that. They, they do. They use that for their own advantage, because if we were to understand that there were multiple other entities out there, we might take our faith more seriously, and they don't want that. So Especially that's the point young I was kids. To make. I think they get excited about yeah. it, but yeah. I think not only does the enemy want us to think that there is only one entity that is a god mm -hmm. so they're hiding right. what their capabilities are exactly they also want to think us to think there's one enemy mm -hmm. one that's it yeah creator god yes one enemy so that's what it boils down to if that because again 40 percent of american christians don't believe that that enemy even exists it's oh, just know. a representation it's a symbol of the evil in men's hearts but on the other side there are some who believe the enemy exists but they don't really believe in a creator yeah. they think that somehow mankind can overcome this mm -hmm enemy who's, you know, he may be an idea, he may be real, we don't know, but the, the, the fact that we cannot see this other realm does not mean it isn't there. No, that's You cannot true. see air, and yet we interact with it all the time. Right. Timothy Alvarino spoke to that on the interviews that we did for uh, our program the bible's greatest mysteries which is now also airing on the ptl network his programs are on right yes now. exactly and that uh, was part of his uh, discussion about uh, the antichrist we'll get to that here on unraveling revelation in a couple of weeks why an antichrist why did, does there need to be an antichrist mm -hmm. but back to this identity the, the rather the the question that we raised last week if isaiah 14 is not referring to satan mm -hmm. then who capital is, S Satan. Capital S Satan. Then who is Hillel ben Shakar? Who is that entity? If this, uh, the, the theory proposed by scholar William Gallagher is correct, that Hillel is mm -hmm. Enlil, and uh, I, I think he's onto something. There. I in do fact, too. that's the uh, case that I'm making in my forthcoming book, The Second Coming of Saturn, that Enlil equals L equals Saturn. Yes, but, uh, but the if, problem is if that's Enlil, right, why does right, he want right. to displace L? It's yeah. like displacing himself. Because Enlil is L. So if this is L that's being referred to, how are you fallen from heaven, let's say O-L, how you are cut down to the ground, you who laid the nations low. Um, verse 13, you said in your heart, I will ascend to heaven above the stars of L. Mm -hmm. I will set my throne on high. So th that's kind of an odd way of phrasing that if, in fact, this is, that, this is who this, it this is. refers to. Now, it could be that in this case that the capital E-L actually does refer to the Creator, because that's the only way that would make sense right. if the being that the Canaanites called L, fallen entity, is the one being referred to here, right. as the one saying, I will, I will, I will. Mm -hmm. What, um, and, and then, of course, that, that leads to the, the realization is that, wait a minute, that, that means besides Satan, who Jesus in the New Testament describes as having a kingdom, and we see in the book of Revelation, of course, that he's essentially leading the end days rebellion that culminates at Armageddon, mm -hmm. then that means there's another entity who is trying to set up 
himself as the supreme power in the universe. That L is trying to displace. Is that where, where, where you're saying? That L, that, that you've got Satan, or the Satan in the mm -hmm. Old Testament, as one entity who wants to take over the universe. But then here in Isaiah 14, if it's another entity, then you've got another entity who wants to become the, the master of all. Well, if you want and to yeah, really... yeah, that's what we're saying. Yes. We want to simplify it. We really, really do. We want to think that there's one evil yeah. entity that we face, and that is it. But the fact is, we're facing a coalition. Yeah, yeah. And they don't always get along with one another. We'll talk about that as the weeks go on. In fact, I would say because they are a coalition, they're, they're a court. Mm -hmm. Have you ever read any of the history of the Wars of the Roses? No. There were a number of uh, earls and dukes who chose to side with and some barons and viscounts. Actually, I don't think viscount existed yet, but there were lords mm -hmm. who were part of the court, and they had armies of their own. They had the ability to call up not just their fighting men, but also any serfs who worked in their mm -hmm. fields and said, get your pitchfork and come in. And they would have to go to war. The thing was, they were supposed to go to war for the king. Mm -hmm. But sometimes they went to war against, against the, the king. king. Right. And I think that this happens in the fallen realm, that you've got that they work together to help the king. Mm -hmm. But sometimes if they... I think sense weakness or an opportunity or feel that somehow I am more important than you are, therefore I should be the king. I think that they are vying for that chair. Right. And we're talking about the sides of the north, yes. which may or may not be a literal place. Yeah. Um, I had been arguing for some time that the sides of the north, which is a reference to Mount Saphon, mm -hmm. uh, which we see referred to a number of times in scripture, was a reference to a mountain that's been identified in uh, the ancient world. It was called uh, uh, Mount Zephon, but also Mount Kazios by the, uh, by the Greeks, Mount Katsi by the, uh, the, the Hittites. Mm -hmm. And the, the connecting thread is that they were all sacred to the storm god, Zeus, Teshub, Baal. Uh, in Canaanites in particular believe that this is where Baal's palace was located. Now, this is very close to ancient Antioch, modern Antakya in Turkey. It's on the border between Turkey and Syria. Curious that that's where, and probably not coincidental, that's where the early Christian church first began called Christian. Yes. Uh, God planting his church right there. And I don't but, think it's coincidence that we can't get there now. True, it's yes, the security off. situation, yeah, because of the civil war in Syria. But scholars have determined that before it became identified with a specific physical location, that it was sort of a cosmic north that was referred to. And this was so important, and we've mentioned this before, that in the Hebrew language, the word for north is Tzaphon, whereas in other Semitic languages, the word is Simal. Because that's where Baal's palace was located, it became that was so important mm -hmm. that that became the word for the compass point north in Hebrew. But there are other important mountains with cosmic uh, connotations to the north of ancient Israel, Mount Hermon, for yes, one. Yes, yes. Uh, the Amanus Mountains, yes. where this entity, Saturn, Kronos, Shemiyaza, was known to the Phoenicians as Baal mm -hmm. Haman. That just means Lord of the Amanus Mountains. Well, there and are... the mountains of Armenia. Yes, the yes. The mountains of Ararat. Of Ararat. I think that there are a number of mountains worldwide yes. that are considered either... That is the mountain where the god lives, the storm god usually, mm -hmm. or it's a theoretical mountain. 
that like Mount Meru, which is an idea right, that this right. is a place beyond our sight where you can go, and there is this magical land that you'll live forever if you get mm -hmm. up there because that's where all the gods live. And when we come back, we will talk about that storm god and why it's important that this entity saying, I will, right. wants to take it over. Yes, this cosmic north uh, basically means I want to take over the throne of heaven and rule the universe. Unraveling Revelation continues after this. Call now and take advantage of Skywatch TV's most groundbreaking deal of the year with the rediscovery of the ancient prophecies from a mysterious group of prophets and scribes hundreds of years before Christ. Your understanding of end times prophecy and the final age of man is about to be forever changed. In Josh Peck's new book, The Lost Prophecies of Qumran, the veil is lifted as you discover how much of what you've been taught about Israel in the first century is incomplete. Shockingly, there were Jewish believers who knew exactly what to expect from the coming Messiah. That he would be God in the flesh, would die for our sins, and even the date of his first arrival. In Josh Peck's new book, The Lost Prophecies of Qumran, you will discover lost prophecies only recently discovered in the Dead Sea Scrolls about the time we are now living in. How the enigmatic group known as the Essenes formed and what influence they had on the New Testament. What hidden feasts and festivals the Essenes celebrated. And what messages the group left behind for believers living in the present age. How the prophecies of Daniel and Revelation fit within the Essene timetable. And how an ancient Jewish calendar actually predicts the prophetic significance of the year 2025. But that's not all. For the first time ever, you'll also receive Dr. Ken Johnson's massive three-book collection entitled The Ancient Mysteries of the Essenes, where Dr. Johnson compiles three of his most groundbreaking research studies on the Dead Sea Scrolls into one massive collection. In Book 1, The Ancient Dead Sea Scrolls Calendar and the Prophecies It Reveals, you will discover the secrets of the mysterious 364-day calendar used by the ancients since the time of creation and how it has been hidden until now for the appointed time in book two ancient testimonies of the patriarchs autobiographies from the dead sea scrolls you will hear the previously hidden prophetic texts of such patriarchs as enos grandson of adam lemon father of noah amram father of moses and aaron and even enoch from the book of enoch fame and in the most shocking revelation yet book three the ancient order of melchizedek you will learn astonishing facts about the enigmatic priest Melchizedek, such as why his priesthood was and is different from that of Levi, why the Messiah was ordained after the order of Melchizedek, and how the facts surrounding this mysterious order dramatically affect the theology and practical applications of our Christian walk today. This collection is an absolute necessity for any researcher's library, and for those who want to fully step into the minds of the ancients and see the Dead Sea Scrolls like they never have before. Now you can get this incredible collection for your donation of only $35 plus shipping and handling. So don't miss out on Skywatch TV's most groundbreaking deal of the year, the Lost Prophecies and Ancient Mysteries Collection. Available now at skywatchtvstore.com. Order now or call 1-844-750-4985. Welcome back to Unraveling Revelation from Skywatch TV. Right there at the I am Sharon Gilbert, and I'll tell you what, every week you and I come up with, I think it's the Lord, but you and I, we just want to remind you, we are not perfect. <laughs> and, and it's likely that a few weeks from now, I reserve the right to change my mind on a few things. There are core doctrines I won't budge from, but there are other things that 
are fascinating because as Paul tells us to discern the spirits in the Ephesians 6, we see the armor where the word war. Mm -hmm. And so know your enemy. Uh, so that's why I get excited about things like Isaiah 14. Yeah, yeah. And it, th there's so much in Isaiah 14, and I wrote extensively about this in, well, in, in a number of books now because we could do an entire book, and we probably will at some point, just on Isaiah 14, but yeah. for the forthcoming book, diving in deeper and, and coming out with this. Uh, and, and again, our thanks to Dr. Doug Hamp, author of the book uh, uh, Corrupting the Image 2, which deals with Mount Hermon and uh, uh, some of the, the new discovery that mm -hmm. he's made there in the tablet found by Sir Charles Warren in 1869. Oh, I know. I know. He's but interpreted it finely. Things that were missed. Yes, but pointing me to the research of William Gallagher and this uh, understanding that Haleo ben Shakar is actually Enlil, the chief god of Mesopotamia. But, um, again, that, that leads to the question, how can El put his, establish his throne above the stars of El? I know. Here's, here's the thing. El, capital E-L, the name mm -hmm. used by the Canaanites, is their creator god. Right. He's got a son who's the storm god. It's right. this way in almost every pantheon. Right. He's got a creator god and a storm god. And for the most part, the creator god just lives over here, doesn't get involved very often except for certain ceremonies. Mm -hmm. It's the storm god who does everything. He's the king, right. So if you are the enemy, if you're the storm god, they come down, they take roles, okay, I'll be the storm god. Yeah. Wait a minute, I'm doing all the work. Yeah. Why am I not sitting on that throne? Mm -hmm. You yeah. didn't really create anything anyway. Well, that, that begs the question, then, and this is a really fascinating aspect of this. Jesus, in, in Matthew 12, mm -hmm suggests that the storm god, Baal, is Satan. Yeah, and which is said, very interesting, right. isn't it? Yes. Uh, he, he also suggests that in Revelation uh, 2, when he's talking about Pergamum, the, the Satan seat where Satan dwells, a reference to the great altar of Zeus. So Zeus, Baal, storm god, Satan. So what is the relationship then between Satan and this other entity from Isaiah 14 who wants to establish his throne and, and, what do we make, then, of the woman in scarlet in Revelation who uh, rides the, the seven-headed beast, the Antichrist? That's a really good question. What's the relationship? And then the Antichrist, who we identify as Leviathan yeah. or chaos embodied. Uh, what is their relationship? So you've got these other entities. You've got the Antichrist, Gog, Mag Gog of Magog, mm -hmm. the Antichrist, Leviathan. You've got this entity from Isaiah 14 and Ezekiel 28, uh, Saturn, Shemiyaza, Kronos, Saturn, and then you got Satan, Baal, Zeus. Mm -hmm. w what is their relationship? And then you got Inanna, Ishtar, the woman in scarlet. Yes. Well, when these entities are in their proper home, mm -hmm. these Elohim, our elder brothers, whether they're fallen or unfallen, they have no gender. True. Yeah. They do they're not procreate. Exactly. Right. They weren't created to procreate, which I think is one of the reasons that the fallen took the human life. We need to procreate somehow. Mm -hmm. But when they came down, you, you might be thinking, wait a minute, they, they can't have kids. That's when they're in their proper home. Right. When they come to earth, they have to take on earthly forms. Mm -hmm. And I think that they have a way of science, if you want to put it that way, not science, the ability to either appear to be 
something. In other words, they're just playing with our heads. We see this in UFO abductions, mm -hmm. that it's all inside their heads sometimes, but it really happens. Yes. But also, they might use the material realm itself, reorganized molecules and atoms, to appear to be a human being, and therefore they can take on a male or a female aspect, and when they are male, they have a way to artificially inseminate us mm -hmm. the way these aliens were doing when they kidnapped someone. Mm -hmm. So yes, I think that you can have a woman in scarlet because this is an entity that shows to be a female or appears a female because for whatever reason that entity senses that's where the real power lies with this anti-human. Mm -hmm. Think back to Eden. It was Eve who was tempted originally. Right. It was Eve who was the first one to fall for the trick. Mm -hmm. And then she encouraged her husband, who yeah. was right there. That's, yeah, Genesis 3 over. makes it clear that the, her husband was with her. So, so it's possible that these elder brothers, these Elohim who fell, rebelled, that some of them thought, you know, uh, maybe there's a little more power in appearing as a woman, mm -hmm. being a queen instead of a king. And when she appears in, in Revelation, and we'll, we'll get to that. And, and, and her identity. And her identity, Mystery Babylon, her identity, and how she's finally destroyed. She may not appear as a woman, but she will be a spirit who empowers that end times church of the Antichrist, just as Satan entered into Judas Iscariot exactly. at the Last Supper. So we have an entity that likes to appear as a woman. Mm -hmm. We have an entity that is known as the Storm God. And the entity who likes to appear as a woman, and again, this is the conclusion of scholars, secular scholars, uh, that uh, she appears as the queen of heaven, mm -hmm. not only in the book of Jeremiah, but even to this day is still venerated by people who call themselves Christians as the queen of heaven. She also calls herself the queen of the underworld. Right, right. She's also the queen of the earth. Right, which is she's why... She's queen we, of all. Which is why we suggest that she's one of the players among this rebellious group that this is coalition. Buying, yeah. A, 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 and I would say a loosely allied coalition because I think they all want that throne for themselves. So just as Isaiah 14, you get the five I wills. I'll bet there are a bunch of them out there oh, I who agree. are saying to themselves, I will, I will, I will. So here's something that's going to make you your head spin. <laughs> what, if, what if in Isaiah 14 we're seeing the storm god talk to the so-called creator god, the false version of the creator god, and saying, I want to take your chair. Hmm. I know, that's uncomfortable, isn't it? Yeah, I, I don't think so, because we do have a specific reference to Yahweh in Isaiah 14.5. Yahweh has broken the staff of the wicked, the scepter of rulers. Uh, so I don't know that that would be the case. Then so I'm do you think the throne that's that's in play here is the throne of Yahweh? Hmm. Or is it the throne of the false Yahweh, El? You know, actually, you make a good point. Maybe, maybe this is directed at Satan or no! Satan. <laughs> The storm god. Heads are spinning out there. They're yeah, all yeah, yeah. Uh, but, but think about this. If, if it's above the stars of El, and this is directed at the storm god, the Satan, if you will, in the Old Testament, and say, okay, you want to take over 
the throne of El, who was the creator god, right. who Baal replaced as the head of the pantheon. Right. Yeah. That's an interesting thought. So, uh, you, you just said something. Take over the throne of... Of, of El. El. Okay, you yeah. had said the storm god. The storm god wanting to take that throne. Yes. Yes. Wanted to set up your own throne above the stars of El, above the angels and of El. And here's the thing. Here's the really interesting tidbit to that. That happened when the storm god threw his dad mm -hmm. down to Tartarus. Or at least that's the story that oh, told I know to it's the pagans. Story it's the fake the, news story. It's yeah, the but fake news. Look, the fallen realm give fake news all the time. Yeah, yeah. Well, I'm sticking with the uh, <laughs> the Enlil interpretation, mainly because of verses 19, verse 19, which d dis discusses the loathed branch. Yes. And I've written, we've written in veneration about the, why that uh, is not referring to a loathed branch. It's a loan word from Egyptian netzer that means dead god. Which I think is absolutely right yeah. and yeah. so important to remember. So yes, bottom line. Do we know exactly what's going on here? No, but what we do know from it is that there is warfare. Yes. There is disagreement, and there are plots and plans taking place within the fallen realm. Right. And the Lord God Almighty is watching all of this unfold, and he, he knows exactly who's doing what to whom. And he laughs in derision. Why do the Psalm nations two. rage and imagine a vain thing? Right, right, yeah. The Lord has set his... Messiah on his holy hill. Yes, which is praise God so. Almighty. The Lord is taking back every mountain. He's taking back the earth that's supposed to belong to human beings. He became a human being so he could take that throne. Psalm 82, arise, O Lord, and judge the earth, for you shall inherit all the nations. That's so wonderful. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. <laughs> and thank you for watching. This is Unraveling Revelation from Skywatch TV. Unraveling Revelation is part of Skywatch TV, a viewer-supported ministry. To learn more about Skywatch TV and the work of our sister ministry, Whispering Ponies Ranch, please visit our website, skywatchtv.com. And please join us for our weekly study of the Bible online at gilberthouse.org.